Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. We're excited to score, baby! What? Test, test. Test, test, test. Man, you're in a bad mood. No, I'm never uh, in a bad uh, mood. Yeah. <laughs> nah, he's not. Hey, guys, welcome back to the show. It's Titus and Travis. Today, we are going to be doing some talking about picking out a shotgun for duck hunting. Um, before we get any farther into this, I want to say I need to say I don't do this until the end, and it's always way too late. Um, I want to ask you guys if you would do me a huge favor. If you get something out of this podcast, if you enjoy this podcast, if you hate this podcast, <laughs> do us a favor. If you listen on iTunes, go on there right now, please. Give us a rating and review. We really went stagnant on kind of our ratings and reviews. There's not much action going on there, and that's just because I don't ever say anything about it and people don't think about it. So, if you're a new listener and you get something out of this or you've been listening for a while and haven't done it and you're on iTunes, go on, please give us five stars and give us a review on there. Tell us what you think, your thoughts. Or give you one star. Or give us one star. <laughs> and and tell us how we can improve, how we can do better. I mean, honestly, I'm used to the YouTube world and people say how it is. Don't I have? We have thick skin here. So just let us know what you think. Give us ideas. If you have some ideas on topics you would like us to talk about and cover, maybe you're a new waterfowler or whatever, give us those ideas and topics. We'll talk about them. Travis has a lot of experience. He can give us a lot of knowledge and wisdom. Oh, yeah, just <laughs> volumes, straight, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so now that we got that out of the way, I just want to give a big shout-out to you, Kanuba, for basically working with us and feeding Rocky for the last uh, probably about a year now, getting close to a year. And also to Heavy Shot, and those guys uh, giving us some ammo 
and been out patterning and doing some videos. If you guys want to watch that kind of stuff, go to YouTube, Mid-Valley Mercenaries. We have a YouTube channel. And uh, last but not least, Old Town. Um, they make kayaks, canoes, fishing, hunting, duck hunting. All They make everything, uh, saltwater. They do all kinds of stuff. You guys really should go check them out. And they worked with us and hooked us up with in the past too. So, And we'll be having him on talking about some sea duck hunting soon. I need, We got to get hooked up. It's We've both been busy. So anyways, that being said, let's get into this. So Travis asked me first, what was my first shotgun? And I said, and we talked about it, his brother-in-law, Richie Rodriguez, we, um, I started going with Travis when I was about 15 and I liked it. I don't, I'm sure I borrowed somebody's or maybe you let me borrow one of yours or whatever. Do you remember? I don't remember the first time that we went. I no, even, I don't even know what gun that. Do you remember? I, I do you that. remember having a big old bag of of Jack and Box no, tacos? I, I remember specifically kind of that. pulling up to your to your house, yeah. um, and having that bag of tacos. And I think I waited out there for a little bit for you to come out. I was like, "Is this guy coming out or not? Did he sleep in? You know?" Yeah. And I didn't want to wake up his whole family to get him <laughs> to come to the door. Like, hey, can he go duck hunting still? You yeah. know, at two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. You know, people don't really appreciate that. Yeah. And I always had a, a hard time getting people to go duck hunting with me for years. I mean. I would ask everybody and their brother for a long time. I hunted solo and my, my mom hated it. I would go out to the drive out to the refuges in fog, um, drive home. You know how tired you are when you're coming home yeah. from duck hunting um, by myself. And my dad w- wasn't a duck hunter at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, you had to have, you know, waiters and stuff like that. My dad didn't have waiters, so he didn't he didn't really duck hunt with me. I mean, we went deer hunting and stuff like that. But, um, no, I remember specifically pulling up to your house and um, – you know, it's funny, like looking back, what what we used then and how things have changed oh, to man. now, and just that sort of so thing. So you just don't remember the hunt. I don't remember if we, if we killed a either. single bird. I honestly, God, don't remember. But I do remember pulling up to your house and and having tacos and we talk about that a lot. Jack I bring, in the box. Yeah, I always bring that up. No sauce, gotta have ketchup. <laughs> and I remember that because I thought, okay, I'm down with this. You know, I'm 15. I'll eat some nasty. <laughs> Jack in the Box greasy tacos at two thirty in the morning. It must have been open at uh, twenty four hours. I don't know. You must have really had an impression on me to remember that because I have the worst memory, basically. <laughs> but, anyways, um, I guess from what I remember, me and Richie bought our gun about the same time. He doesn't duck hunt. I think he might be getting into it soon with his son. He was telling me about it. He's really wanting to go. But, anyways, um, I believe it was a Remington eleven hundred. I'm almost positive that's what it was, and semi. And um, yeah. black. I bought straight black because it was cheap, and I was young, and I just needed a gun. I don't know how low. I don't. I might have been seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, I actually bought that gun off of Richie later His on, gun. and it was only a two and three quarter inch gun. But I shot it, and I remember I shot it for quite a quarter. while. I shot it for quite a while. Did you buy because you needed a gun, or did you just bought just no, to buy it? No, um, because I had, I had uh, well, talk about my first gun. Um, my first gun that I ever had, my uncle bought it for me. I was I passed the hunter safety course when I was nine. Mm-hmm. And he told me if I pass it, he would buy me a shotgun. Oh, really? And take me duck hunting. And so I remember I was nine years old. I passed it, and he bought me a single shot, 20-gauge. I can't remember the name of the company. I want to say H and HR or something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe Harrison Richardson or something like that. And I, I remember specifically the first time I shot it, we were out. Um, there was a rice field. You said it was a 410? No, it was a 20 gauge. Oh, it was a 20 gauge. Okay. Single and, shot. Yeah. There was a, the field by where I grew up and it was dove season right before duck season. And, um, <laughs> I 
I went out there, <laughs> and I hadn't really shot a shotgun before that. The first shot knocked me flatter than a pancake <laughs> right on my hind end. And that, that little 20 gauge, that thing kicked like a mule, man. There was hard plastic, no no like soft yeah, butt straight, pad or anything like wood. that. That thing kicked like a dog, man. That thing hurt. And I shot, <laughs> shot it, you know. But that was my first duck gun. And you know what? I don't think I ever killed a, a single duck with that gun. Really? I went several times with my uncle duck hunting, and um, I remember one time specifically we're out there, and he had a he had bought a Mossberg shotgun, and this was back. I think Mossberg was owned by somebody else at the time, and um, they weren't the. I don't think the best guns. It was a brand new gun, and, and it jammed on him, and he was taking all the bull rushes and toolies and trying to shove them down there, knock the shell out, couldn't get it out, jammed it all up. I mean, it probably had if you shot it, blew it to pieces. Mm-hmm. And I let him borrow my my twenty gauge, and um, I remember he said, "I'm gonna go walk over here, stay right here." And four shovelers came in perfectly right over my head. And I still Damn, remember being man. nine years old. I remember, I remember just that you know that indelible well, impression down. on you. I, I remember they came from me. Um, I remember the refuge where we were at. And I had went a couple times before that with him. I think or one time before that, but, uh, we didn't kill any birds. And I don't ever remember him killing any birds when I duck hunted with him. <laughs> the, you know what I'm saying? I was, I was, I was, I was nothing, nine years man. old. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but um. You have a pretty good memory too. That's yeah. the thing. I, I and I remember my cousin, my cousin Eddie went with us. He shot a bird that it I think it was a shoveler. It dove down and grabbed a weed. They looked and looked forever for that. I didn't even have waiters. I, I think I sit on the bank or something. I don't remember. I had my my little twenty gauge shotgun. I never killed a bird, but the one time I could have killed a bird, they flew over me. Or I think I could have killed them. I don't know. I would have probably missed. But um Yeah. I they went right over me and they landed. And then they took off, and I was like, he came back. I was like, I could have shot four birds. He goes, I didn't see anything where I was mm-hmm. at. So that was that was my first shotgun, 20 gauge. I don't think I ever killed a single thing with it. Hmm. But I had that gun a long time. Did you Did you know mine got stolen off me? That's how I lost my first gun, my sh- first shotgun. Oh, really? I, I've had guns before that, but that was my first gun, but it was my first shotgun. Oh, okay. And it got stolen out of my house with like 800 bucks. We had I had like 800 bucks in cash buried somewhere in one of our drawers, like my wife's drawer they somehow found that and took a shotgun and a 22 stole it right out of my house i was sick yeah, as bummer but anyways that being said the the how we picked out a shotgun then is a lot different than how we'd pick out a shotgun now correct yeah and so <laughs> we didn't have wives in either you know so <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah well but really though nah. like at, at 15 years old i'm looking for a cheap deal and there might be some about you guys out there that are young. You Maybe you're in high school, just got in high school. Maybe you're even younger than that, maybe 10, 12, 13, whatever. I don't know. You guys are going to be looking at So for you guys to pick out a shotgun um, would be, I would say that, you know, obviously price is the biggest factor of all. I yeah. mean, you're going and in it, there. And it could be different than, you know what I'm saying, especially maybe if you didn't come from a duck hunting background or you're just mm-hmm. getting into it, you know, you, you tell your parents, like, hey, there's somebody that's willing to mentor you, mm-hmm. take you out, um, you know, it's going to differ than somebody that's been hunting like right for years. Oh, what kind yeah. of shotgun you're going oh, yeah. to pick out? You know. So let's start there. Let's start um, again, guys. We're trying to keep these a little bit shorter, but do more of them. So let's start there. Let's just pretend you were 12 years old. We want a shotgun. We want our first shotgun. What are we looking for in it? Obviously, price. We're going to say price. So yeah. let's keep it down there. I say Remington 870 all day long. Can't go wrong. Now, uh, how much are those running right now? Can you get those new still, or do you have to buy those used? No, you can. They still make them, right? I think it's the 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 one that sold more shotguns than any shotgun that's ever been made is eight seventy. And dude, they're 
they're classic, but they're also so reliable. They're indestructible. They are, literally. Actually, I, I got my first one when I was 16, my, my 870. Is that what you got? And Talon, Talon, my son, he's, well, 19. That's scary. Um, That's Talon, the one? Talon still shoots it. That's the one you bought when you are 19? Yeah. You're kidding me. No, I got it when I was 16 for my birthday Oh, present, 16. Wow. And he still shoots and it. And you're 47? I'm 47. Wow. 31 years, dude. And it and that thing is deadly. Yeah. Just as it always was, and it functions yep. perfectly fine. It's weird, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, talk about different shotguns of the gun that I have now. I picked that thing up. It feels like picking up a log. Oh, literally. But reliable as the day is long. And that's what you need as a younger person. Maybe you don't know yeah. how to clean it as good. You know, you're, you're still learning how to clean. You can get away with not doing a perfect clean on that gun. Yeah, you know, Christmas, your birthday. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's a, that's a perfect gun to tell your parents, hey. What are those running? Let me look it up while you talk a little bit more about that uh, gun. You know, it's a pump. Yeah, it's a pump. Okay. Yeah. So being a newer, to me, being a newer hunter too, you don't need a semi-automatic because sometimes younger people can almost, I've seen people shoot a second shell because of the, the kick of the first, yeah, kind of more like a oh oh, you know, a like reaction. Yeah, I've seen that happen, which is dangerous. Yeah, you know? definitely. So to have a pump that creates what you know, to well, yeah, I mean, you have to pump it to put the next shell on there, of course, right? Um, but a very reliable gun. Um, you know, a lot of the guns now have interchangeable chokes. Mine had just a basically a modified barrel that was on there, but um. I killed a lot of birds with that with that gun. To be honest with you, um, all right, guys. For a Remington yeah, Model Eight Seventy Express pump action shotgun with hardwood stock, which is basically what you have. That's right? what I had right there. Three twenty nine. Yeah, three twenty nine. I don't think you can get a cheaper gun and better gun than that right there. If you're starting out, yeah. Whether honestly, whether you're twelve or you're thirty and you're starting out, if you just get into shotgunning and duck hunting, that is. That's the ticket right there. Killed man. a lot. And you'll of birds never with that sell gun. that gun, huh? You'll never sell that gun. No. You may upgrade and get some, a semi later down the road, but you'll never sell that gun. Yeah. Good for turkey hunting. Good for just going out and shooting clays and targets for the fun of clays, it. Doves, whatever you want. It's perfect. Yeah. So that was my second gun. That was your second gun. Okay. So you had a single shot. Then you moved on to eight seventy. Yeah. Now. I ended up getting a TriStar over and under. Now, that is definitely not a traditional duck gun. It was made in duck camo. I couldn't hit the broadside of a barn with that gun. Why did you want that gun? Because I remember when you bought it, I was like, why did you I know. buy it over and under? And I know you don't, you know, you want three shells. I wanted it. One thing was because it was cheap. Yeah. And the other was I've always, as a kid, liked over and unders. Yeah. I knew it wasn't the traditional thing for duck hunting, honestly. I did save a lot of shells. A lot. Because I could never <laughs> take that third shot. Now, reality, I would not suggest on here picking out a waterfall, a, a shotgun for duck hunting for anybody out there listening. I would not choose to get a over and under at all. That I'm not saying it would be wrong if you did it. Um, a lot of guys will do it now to be more of a challenge or just, you know, whatever. Yeah. I've seen guys talk about doing that, and it's cool. I would kind of like to get another it's one again. nostalgia of and, it. Yeah, exactly. I like over and unders. Honestly, I do, but I couldn't hit nothing with that. What had happened was is it, it fell over one time, and it bent the bead completely over the side, and I was too stinking lazy to change it. And once that happened, I just got – I really – I mean, it's not like I was a really good shooter then, but I really couldn't hit nothing. Mm-hmm. And that was that was like my second one. Okay. But I like I said, again, that was I believe it was only two and three quarter. And I did okay, you know, shooting with it, but yeah. it was definitely mm-mm. when I bought that Brownie A five, my my shooting 
accuracy went up a lot. What was funny, like, for 20, 30 years, I only shot two and three quarter inch shells. Yeah. I but remember you making shells. fun of me before? Because I think you switched to three. You weren't making fun of me, but you were like, why are you shooting those two and three quarters? Probably because you were used to start now shooting threes. And you were thinking like, hey, man, just shoot threes. And I was yeah, like, well, oh, I, went, I don't even know why course. I even started shooting threes. I mean, it's been so long ago. I, I, I shot two and three quarters for years. The A7 that I had was a three-inch gun. And then um, I ended up buying that gun off Richie, that, that 1100, um, the same one that you had, you had purchased. And that was only a two and three-quarter-inch gun. I mm-hmm. shot that for years. And I don't, I don't even remember when I started going to three-inch shells, to be honest with you. Because those were the three shotguns that I had. I know. It was all sun. And then all of a sudden I switched to three-inch Because whatever three I did was just copying what you did. So yeah. I, there was a reason why I was shooting two And there was no quarters. rhyme or reason why like I purchased any shells. I was like, oh, these are still shot, you know, the cheapest shells that's that they have. That's probably the only reason why you did that's that. that's why I bought them. Yeah. So so we've talked about getting your first gun. We that That's just an opinion. That's a, just a suggestion. If you're Whether you're 12 or you're 30 getting into duck hunting, you want it for a shotgun. You guys, you can't go wrong. It's not... Do you think it's hard to clean? The only thing like, hard about A70, like, I, I still, every once in a while, will clean clean the A70 that I have. And I always have to remember how to uh, <laughs> set the, the... I don't even know what you call it. The the Where the firing pin mechanism. Yeah. Like that, there's like a block thing, and you got to sit yeah. on the rails. And there's a little lever on the inside to put your finger in there and kind of push it. Push them both at the same time to get the the rails to slide in there. Yeah, and I always hate doing that. And so when I do clean that gun, I always have to look up a YouTube video like how do I get it back together? Because I'm and, always afraid I'm gonna put on the and wrong. You nailed it. That's where I was gonna go with this. Okay, if there if you ever have a shotgun, you don't know how to clean it. There is a YouTube video. After yeah, how to there do was it. no YouTube. No, when I was was younger. You no, know? but so. now you guys, you have any issues with it? Don't just don't clean your gun because you don't know how to do it. Look it up. It's on YouTube. Trust me. Yeah, guaranteed. So now you maybe you're advancing a little bit because we didn't really give no reasons except price and reliability for your yeah. first shotgun. But let's move a little bit more. I'll I can say something first and you can and say which how you picked out yours. But I ended up going I wanted it for a couple years. I remember in, in Afghanistan when I was there, I was like, when I get back, I'm getting the shotgun. Cause I and so that really wasn't that long ago, you know. Like I've only had that gun for six years. Other than that, I was shooting that over and under for a long time, and then that um, semi Remington 1100. And um, I said, I'm getting that because that advertisement was out come hell or high water. You know, the guy was coming out of the water with the A5. I was like, dude, I love that. And the reason I like that so Advertising's much advertising's huge. Well, it is. It's huge. But I'll tell you why I like that one because of Humpback. Did and your my dad, dad have a Humpback? My dad had an A500R, nice, pristine walnut, black, like. A, a nice, like, almost a trap gun uh-huh. slash maybe pheasant hunting gun. And I always remember throwing that up as a kid thinking, man, this thing is, like, light. That gun yeah. is so light compared to, like you said, Remington 1100 or 870. Yeah. And I would throw it up even as a young guy, and I was like, man, this thing is I – w- I was always wanting him to give that gun to me. <laughs> but I, but when I seen this, I was like, that's, like, the same style. It's the humpback, you know. And when I got home, I went in the store, I tried all these guns out, and that's what you need to do. You're gonna pick a shotgun out. You want to get it. You want to advance. Huge is shoulder it. Big mistake, in my opinion, to online shop and never throw the gun up to your shoulder. And I think anybody with any experience would agree with that. You really got to put the gun in your hand because there's a lot of factors that come into it, right? Yeah. 
you grab it. Let's just say you grab the gun right off the bat, okay? Right then you you have a feel of it. What you might feel could be, man, the foregrip on this is really fat. It's My, my hands are smaller. Or maybe it's really thin. I don't like that. My hands are big. Mm. You know, these are things you're feeling right off the bat. Uh, okay, down here where I grip it, down by the trigger, you know, the safety is right here. You know, I don't really like that. It's on top. Maybe it's underneath by the trigger well. These are things you need to put your hands on. You need to see what's comfortable for you. And then, to me, my next biggest thing, and I even did a video on this recently, is shouldering it. I've thrown shotguns up. They feel front heavy. I hate that. Yeah. And for me, it doesn't fit me. It's not balanced for you. It has to fit you. Yeah. And everybody's make is different. Everybody's length of arms are different. Their hand sizes are different. The way their arms are versus where their shoulder and how that all comes together, that's all different. And I've thrown guns up and like, man, that's a bad looking gun, man. That thing's camoed out and blah, blah, blah. You know, I want this gun. You throw it up, you're like, ugh. Yeah, I remember a gun that recently I did that too. Like, it's like, oh, it has really cool features on it. You know, look at it in magazines. And the moment I picked that gun up and shouldered, I was like, I would never buy that gun. Hmm. Yeah. But you never knew that until I would, yeah. If I just went off, you know, the initial whatever the features of it, I would yeah. have been like, oh yeah, that that's a cool gun. I'll take that gun all day long. But when I actually felt it, it was is not a gun that I think would have worked for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's several guns up, and then my biggest thing is when when this is huge. This is really because we said it's reliability and dependability and price for an 870, and it is because you don't really know what you're looking for when you're brand new. But as you adjust and get better shooting, you're going to realize, I want a gun to when I throw my head down to shoot the bead, I'm looking right down the bead. And if you are getting a gun that you have to lay your head over sideways or raise your head up off the stock, the butt stock, to be looking flush right down the rib of the gun, that gun's not for you. If you really want that gun, there is things you can do to adjust Shims that. Shims and stuff like Shims that. Shims and this and that. Yeah. You can do those kind of things. But, man, you just know. When you throw a gun up on your shoulder, you're like, this is it. This yeah. is the one, you know? like. And then from there, you adjust on how good you shoot and stuff, you know? But um, that was that was huge. Is how I like the way, I don't know if it's the way my face and stuff is, but I always like that raised humpback of the A5 because I could just, Boom, my head's right there looking down it. What what gun do you have now, you know, and what how did well, you pick I it didn't, out? I didn't pick out my gun necessarily. But did you want it though? But I wanted it really bad. Okay. And did you ever shoulder it? Before I got it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I did, I believe so. It's been a while. Yeah. A long time. <laughs> Probably what, 13 but, um, years? Yeah, maybe. But the thing that got me with that was the marketing. Okay. Totally the the watch, that why you were watching saying videos. Yeah, yeah the, the softest shooting Fastest cycling, most reliable, you know, the Benelli Vinci, you know, and they had it, the, they had it like the advertising got me. I'm saying they got like all sleek, this new design and stuff like that. And it was totally different than any other gun at the time that came out, how it looked too. Something totally different. Yeah. Um, right. It was. Yeah. It was like a revolutionary it was, thing, yeah. you know, and the inertia system. Um, and so that, that's what really like, you know, I was like, if I could buy a gun, that'd be the gun. So I, it was marketing. It was marketing that got me. Yeah. And then, um, you know, my, my mom ended up buying the gun for me as a surprise, and um, which was a surprise, and um, yeah, big surprise. Yeah. But I mean, I I, I, lo- I love the gun. I still like it. Um, as it has a couple issues, yeah. Um, the Benelli click, I've had that a couple mm-hmm. of, a couple times. Um, 
We'll explain that just in case somebody doesn't know. Um, sometimes with certain rounds, you'll pull up, and it could be the, the type of shells. I will say with I've never had a heavy shot shell do that. You haven't? No. Okay. But I've I've had uh you know different different company shells do do that where get the click where nothing happens. Yeah. Um. But is it the gun though, or is it the shell? You know, I don't know, and it could be not uh having the the, the bolt all the way forward. Yeah. Yeah. Different things can can affect you know different things. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've had that click, and you're like, oh, bad shell. Or whatever and you, you know? really don't know because sometimes don't know. there is bad shells. Yeah, sometimes there is bad. But shells. the term is Benelli click because yeah. hundreds of people have thousands had that happen. Yeah, have had it happen. So um, that and the only other issue I've really had with it is that the uh, the safety on mine sometimes it will not go on safety. Hmm. It'll stay off safety, and you, there's nothing you can do. You can push as hard as you can. Try to move it, try to move it, try to move it. It won't move. And I don't know. I think maybe some of the system, sometimes you'll get like a little uh, un un um, burned powder residue. Mm. They'll actually be down into the uh, trigger guard. Yeah. And I think it gets it in there and maybe jams up the, the safety a little bit. And then all of a sudden it starts working? Then it'll start working. Yeah. That's but I've weird. had it jam in the field and then start working in the same thing. But I, so I don't know if it, you know what I'm saying, it gets loose. Mm. It gets jarred loose when you fire it. Um. But the gun's light. I like the way it shoulders. You know, I've had no no issues with it. Um, you know, and then you know maybe you could talk about like, is there a gun like that you see right now that you're like, well maybe you already have it. But is there any gun out there right now that you're like, hey, I'd love to have that gun? You know, well, what I'm saying as as a waterfowl gun. Well, people were really shocked that I bought the Franke. They were like, why'd you buy that gun? Do you not like your A5 no more? Mm-hmm. And I go, hold on, it's it's this is a 20 gauge. Now, I don't know if I'm kind of like a one man, like a one gun show kind of guy. I feel like I kind of am, like you know, like a one man dog. You know, they they have those. Yeah, like, I feel like I'll I'm shoot like my Benelli until it falls apart. That's, yeah, exactly. Like, do you want to switch twelve gauges every time you go out in the field? Just to switch I don't. Them? I personally don't. I I really don't know guys that even do that much. I, I know there is guys that do that. Uh-huh. I'm not saying there's not people out there that do that, and there's nothing wrong with doing that because it's the same difference of me going from a 12-gauge to a 20. That's whatever you prefer, you know? I was just like, I shoot my 12 for the majority of the time, but every once in a while it's like, I might be going to a good spot, and I know, and I'm like, I kind of want to shoot a 20-gauge. Uh-huh. And so what happened, you're asking, like, what would cause that? Jake had left his gun over here, I think because I had the shot cam on it, and I didn't have the deal to take it off. So he's like, just leave it and I'll pull the footage from it. So he left a shotgun over here. It would end up being here for like a month. This was after her season. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me why I did this because I'm completely happy with my Browning 85. But I was looking for a 20 gauge. I would throw his gun up. It was a 12. It was the older, the Franke Affinity. I don't even think it was the Elite. Oh, okay. Well, it wasn't the Elite. It was the Franke Affinity. But Barney, all these guys raved how, how much they liked that gun. But those guys haven't been really hunting that long. So mm-hmm. I was like... Not that I wasn't taking their word for it, but it was just like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm so happy with my brand new five. But I was like, man, I do want a twenty gauge. So I kept throwing his gun up, and I was like, man, this fits really good, and it's not a humpback style, but it was light. The foregrip was narrow. I liked that. Um, just everything about it. I kept throwing it up. I throw it up like every once in a while, and the more I throw it up, the more I liked it. And I was like, dude, I'm, I think I'm gonna get this in the timber pattern. Well, actually, I really wanted the the marsh pattern with the Cerakoting, but they were said, "Oh, we don't have them for six months." Like I called actually Franky. They oh, okay. like we're not getting it for a long time. This is the beginning of the season, and I said, "You know what? I'm just gonna get it. I'm gonna get the 20 gauge timber, 26 inch barrel. I love that gun. 
I've 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 hunted it with it about four times, so it's not a lot. So I haven't put it through the test. How's it going to handle? But Jake and Barney and whoever else bought those guns. Yeah. But that's how it started. I just kept shouldering. I was like, man, this thing, for not being, a, I'm like, kind of felt like it has to be a humpback for me because I just, the way my head position is. I, dude, it, I like it. Um, the B, It's the Elite. So it's the Frankie Affinity 3-inch Elite. Oh, okay. And man, it just, the sight on that, like you, I found those sights, Travis. They're like six, seven bucks. I think I'm going to put on my brownie. Which ones are those? Those ones that I you said in the video, you commented, where can we get those? Which, oh, okay. But those are for sale. They're the True Glow sites, man, because it's it's got the, the fluorescent, like greenish on the outside and mm-hmm. then the fl- glowing orange on the inside. On the inside. Man, it just, you pick up targets so quick. Yeah. But anyways, that's kind of what happened for me, and I really like that gun a lot. But, yeah. you know. I, I I'd like to get a twenty eight gauge. I just don't feel like do I want multiple twelve gauges? It's I'm the kind of guy I can't have enough shotguns, but I'm kind of true to my one twelve gauge. That's your go to gun. It's like my go to gun. I'm confident yeah. with it. I have trust me. I have looked at the because everyone was like, why? Some people are like, why didn't you get the uh, Frankie Affinity Elite twelve gauge? I'm like, I have a twelve gauge. Yeah. Now is it wrong for me to get another one? No, I just I I just don't like feel like I I don't have a desire. I'm happy with it. Yeah. But. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't really looked at shotguns lately. I'm saying like. Do you, because you don't really. you don't, It's like I don't need it. Well, you do now though, right? You need to look. Well, I don't know. I don't know. He had some issues, guys, with this shotgun on that last yeah, video we really did. it was weird. Um, it was blowing his choke out the front end. I think you just need a new barrel. I don't know. I'm going I'm to try to buy a, a factory modified choke, which is what I've always shot. Oh, you're going to put a factory in? Yeah, because I did put a improved cylinder factory choke mm-hmm. back in there and it never came out it's only is well I, we talked about that you know what i'm saying like went out there and my choke was totally gone out of my gun i don't know where it went what happened i seen it in the video it shot out no that was that was i mean before oh, that oh, when, yeah, I, yeah. when i actually before i bought that um aftermarket choke and um yeah i don't know what happened and then i the next weekend i put in that improved cylinder and i feel like i didn't when you don't have confidence in your gun, it's amazing how it'll affect your shooting. That's horrible. And I had that improved cylinder, and I was like, I don't like this choke. And I, and I thought that before I went out there, and I didn't shoot very well. I killed a couple birds, but I never felt confident. And then um, I went and bought that aftermarket choke, and that was the hunt we did on that one where it mm-hmm. blew out twice. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, something's wrong here. And I went back. Well, I actually went back and I had Talon shoot it again with the improved cylinder back in there, and he shot multiple rounds through it and never came out. So I think I'm gonna buy a factory choke and um, see how that works. And if not, I may be looking for a new shotgun. <laughs> we might save that for another podcast, guys. We're at 29 minutes, about to hit the mark. So I know that this was short. It once you do it this short, it goes by really fast. But hopefully, we gave you guys information to help you out, give you a couple tips picking out a shotgun. I thank you guys for listening. Stay tuned. We got more. Trying to get two out a week or so, somewhere in there. For sure, one. Hope you guys enjoy it. We'll see you on the next one.